What's up, everybody? This is Michael, and you're listening to the Heavyweights Podcast. Our goal is to have honest conversations about weights and expectations that specifically men carry with them in our society today. So if you're a man who desires to live with integrity and wants to listen in on some real guys having real conversations and hopefully learn a thing or two, keep listening. Second second episode, this is it. We're here, uh, Heavyweights, episode two. Um, we are here to t- have on- honest conversations uh, about the heavyweights that men are dealing with. So today, this, this episode, we're going to get right into it. If you missed our first episode, we talked about how we kind of got to know each other and how this idea came around, how Jeremy was crazy enough to get on board with it right away. And so... Got that fly <laughs> creeping on you, man. I know. Gosh, dang it. Uh, but we're going we're gonna to jump in and talk about some of the weights that we're dealing with in our personal lives right now. So uh, get to know each other a little bit. I yeah, love like, it, man. Uh, yeah. I, uh, so, it's like seventh date, <laughs> sixth know, date, fifth date. Yeah. Uh, so we, I mean, I want to get to know, I, I know that our wives knew each other a long time ago. Yes. And so I know about Jenny, Vince here, uh, em- Emily. Em- yeah, Emil. Emil, Emil is sorry, my daughter. Sorry, yeah, no, yeah. it's good. Yeah, uh, everybody Emil. says Emily. It's is she, Emil. Is she twelve? Yeah. She's twelve, and then Ben is fifteen. Yeah, yep. he's a basketball and stud. And uh, so, I mean, that's a little bit of it. What What is like he- when I say the term heavyweights? What's the first thing in your life that comes to mind? Man. The, I, I would say probably one of the biggest things for me that uh, it, a lot of times it comes down to like some kind of like traumatic mm-hmm. or, you know, maybe um, traumatic event in terms of a physical sense or emotional sense. But like one of the one of the biggest things that personally that we as a family has gone through and, and me personally was my wife having a cardiac arrest and um just uh you know anytime you deal like death can be a a a tough thing to navigate for some and um for me it was sudden death and it was uh my wife coded and had a heart condition that we didn't know about Mm -hmm. and we were driving literally down i-44 when this happened and so that 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 happened 15 years ago um but it was a really pivotal, sorry, pivotal. It was pivotal. <laughs> that's a new, that's it was a new word. Pivotal, yeah, <laughs> yeah. moment, uh, a crossroads moment in our, in my life and in my journey uh, with Jenny, uh, in our you, married life and everything. Would you walk us through that? Like what happened? Because I, I've heard, I knew it happened, but mm-hmm. and not to pry details, but yeah. I wanted, I wanted. No, to, I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a big part of uh, our, the DNA of our family and. So, so we were, we were driving, we were on our way to Lawrence, Kansas. We're big Jayhawk fans. So, uh, hold on. Yeah. Nobody told me this. <laughs> yeah. My wife went to Mizzou. Rock oh my yeah, God. Yeah, I know. See? Yin and yang. Oh, dude, I can't believe <laughs> that's going to be water. on. That's all right. <laughs> so, It'll work out. It'll work so, out. yeah. So, so we were on our way. Uh, the Jayhawks were playing in the national championship. They were playing Memphis. We were all, you know, jazzed up about it and heading down I-44. Vin was eight weeks old at the time and just a baby, oh, my son. And Jenny was in the back seat with him. We were, we're cruising down I-44 near Sarcoxy, this little small town, halfway between Springfield and Joplin. 
this semi swerves into our lane and um, I slam on the brakes. He almost runs into us, almost runs us off the road. Jenny just sits up startled and that's one of the triggers for the heart condition that she has, long QT. She takes a huge deep breath and, and just slumps over, so lifeless. She just coded like right there in front of me. And, um, you know, obviously very panicked moment, but pulled over the car and I was in school for athletic training, sports medicine, which I, I got my degree from uh, at Missouri State. But Jenny, uh, yeah, she was lifeless. She didn't have a pulse. She wasn't breathing. I, I pulled her out of the car. Vin's in, you know, in the back seat. He's crying. And um, later on the on the, the side of the road, and started doing CPR. And in between, back when they were doing breath and compressions, in between that, I was trying to flag someone down. And um, a good Samaritan stopped and called 911. And uh, uh, yeah, so long story short, that that was a that was a heavyweight. That was a that was something that I I think if I'm being completely honest, that even today, it just elicits when I when I really put myself back in that moment. Um, it's it's tough. Yeah. Like that's a really tough thing to see the the, the childhood you know sweetheart my my childhood sweetheart the love of my life my best friend my ride or die mm. uh to see her lifeless and um but there was a lot that that i grew and a lot that i i feel like i was refined by uh through that adversity and um and i think a lot of the just letting go in in the moment on the way to the hospital uh, this elderly couple had stopped, and this this man drove my vehicle. And I sat in the back seat, and I pulled the Bible out. Uh, I had I had my Bible underneath the passenger seat, and I remembered that it was there. And I pulled it out. So Jenny just coded. They they the ambulance shows up, the EMS. She's driving to the hospital. We're in the car behind, and I'm just sitting there, and I'm just praying. I'm like, God, give me something. And I have Psalm 28:7 on my back that says, "The Lord is my strength and my shield." And so I grabbed my Bible and I tried to crack to Psalms and I did because it's pretty easy to find right in the middle, <laughs> right? Yeah. And uh, I get to Psalm and, and instead of going to Psalm 28, I just immediately went to Psalm 27, 13. And the scripture basically says, I, for I know I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Yeah. Uh, be patient, take heart and wait for the Lord. And in that moment, I felt, the Holy Spirit speak to my heart. I felt God speak to my heart. She's not yours. She's mine. And whether or not she, your wife, lives or dies on this day, I will be with you. Yeah. And I am with you. So whew, it's hard to not get emotional because I, I knew in that moment that I had to submit. And I had to just understand that God was, it wasn't about the storm that we were in, it was about the presence of the almighty most high God on the, in the boat with me. Oh you know God. what I mean? Yeah. So, um, I learned a lot. I grew a lot that day. Um, and it forever changed <laughs> the trajectory of our lives, man. I, I went to the hospital and I remember holding my son, I hold holding Vin and, uh, Jenny was still in the uh, in the triage area or whatever, still intubated in a in a coma, and I remember holding Ben and looking down at him and just looking at him and saying, "Man, I got you. Like, it might just be you and me, 
Um, but if it is, I'm going to do my utmost to, uh, to be there, be there with you and, uh, and lead in, in such a way that honors, uh, you know, Jenny and honors the Lord. And so man is a miracle. Like we look back on it and, um, Jenny, they, they figured out what was going on. Jenny came out of the coma. Uh, she survived the CPR, the, the training that I had had to go back to school after my music days, my boy band days, um, it, it literally saved Jenny's life, yeah. you know? And I remember, I remember the day, so like you talk about heavyweights and like crossroad moments, but when I was in music and I was signed with Atlantic Records and I was a recording artist, like I kind of had this mindset of like almost like a pro uh, sports athlete. Like you kind of think like, oh, I'm making mad money and I'm always gonna have this. And you don't think that train's gonna stop and then it, and it comes to an abrupt end. But I remember when that happened for me, going back to the, the apartment that Jenny and I were living in, we were newly married, living in Nashville. And I remember just sitting on this little white pleather couch that we had and just praying. And I remember praying like, God, I don't know what's next. I don't know what season you're gonna lead me to, but, but whatever it is, I wanna do it faithfully. Yeah. So I, you know, I landscaped and I, I, I valeted in cars. And, and I, I look back on that and it was like some of the best times that I had because I did it, it, it wasn't about, it was just about me giving my absolute best, giving what I always call an honest effort, yeah. you know? Um, and uh, so, yeah. That's that. That's kind of a big like, for me. That's kind of my big heavyweight moment. That, okay. that I feel like changed the trajectory of our family, of my life. And it wasn't about. I look back now, and I'm so thankful that Jenny survived. Um, she actually has to have another heart surgery this this fall, um, and so that's like that, that's on the horizon. So you okay. you kind of feel that, and you yeah. have to go back to that like, okay. I'm, I want to be reliant on and not fearful, yeah. you know, and just take things as they come. But um, like I said, it, it wasn't about the outcome. It was about the process of just trusting God through uh, that season. So. Yeah. And how great, like, is our God to show up in that moment, right? In that formative moment and, like, be trustworthy, yeah. You know? Yeah. Even, and it's, the, the, it's the, I mean, it's the whole, like, I love, like, going back to Psalm, but, like, like Psalm 23, like, the Lord is my shepherd. And, like, you, like it's a really common, common passage that I think people have heard a million times. But yeah. um, I go to North Point Church and our pastor, Jeremy Johnson, shout out, Jay. <laughs> uh, he, uh, he, he gave a really cool sermon on uh, Psalm 23. And it's the Lord of my shepherd, Lord is my shepherd. You know, like no matter whether I'm in the valley or the mountaintop, he's with me. So that's what it's about. Like, so as God's leading me, how does that passage end? Surely his goodness, mercy, and love will follow me. So everybody's out there trying to chase all the good shit. But when you're walking with the Lord and you have purpose and you're, you're steadfast in him, mm-hmm. the good shit chases you, yeah, son. It does. It chases you. You don't have to go chase goodness and mercy. All, all the goodness and mercy and, and all of God's grace. Like, you know, I heard somebody <laughs> say to me um, uh, the other day, he said, Jesus was the last thing I tried and the first thing that worked. And I'm like, that's really good. Like, that's powerful. Like, because that's what we do. 
Yeah. We're out here trying to find these worldly solutions to these worldly problems. And it's just, it just, it's like, it's like when you spill paint, you try to clean it up and you know, it's like, it's just messing. It's just making it worse, man. Yeah. And we need, we need, uh, we need Jesus. We need a godly solution to uh, a supernatural solution to these worldly problems. That's, that's, that's my take. <laughs> that's my take as for me and my house that's been my that's what i've experienced i love that yeah i love that you guys just i i uh i'm glad to be a part of your guys' life right now you're, yeah you're likewise like brother this, I, likewise yeah, yeah really really respect that so you know so i'll kind of flip it to you now because uh, like again we're we're kind of just getting to know one another but um so our we got to kind of lay the foundation of caitlin your wife yeah and jenny work together yes um, at mercy yep and um so how long have you guys been married so in uh, on august 7th it'll be 13 years nice yeah here in a, a couple Congrats. weeks yeah man yeah which is a good reminder that i probably should get <laughs> prepped for that yeah <laughs> to be honest you are man uh, you're in the gym getting yoked <laughs> getting deezed out you're, like, you're gonna be ready <laughs> i don't know man. well uh i don't know if i told you this i think i did we're expecting our fourth already so oh my gosh congrats yeah. man yeah dude. so yeah, tell, tell me about your kids and their yeah. ages so that's the story uh back when jenny and caitlin worked together mm -hmm. uh 2015 yeah 2015 we uh we had our fly, i know man that's what <laughs> problem with being outside i know we're here That's we're in the right. elements we'll get the studio there he is um yeah 2015 we had uh we went through two miscarriages in mm -hmm. six months uh mm -hmm. july uh and then and then again in november lost lost two babies and we i think i think that's that's hard for anybody for, yes. You know, like you don't want to go through one, you don't want to go through two, and it changes everything. Um, so, my wife Caitlin's a, a pediatric physical therapist, mm -hmm. and at the time, Jenny was her boss essentially. And I think um, when I mentioned doing this with you, she was just like over the moon because she, because I think Jenny was there for her in a way that a boss normally isn't there when you think about a big corporation or anything like that. I think Jenny was so such a representation of Jesus in our life at that time like it was it was a hard season man and uh we'll talk like unpack that a little bit for me uh like what like obvious there's the obvious um like pain of of dealing with that but like yeah. I think the the to help like couples and and, and men and, and women listening that haven't walked through that like Gosh. what was what was some of that process like well our situation was a little unique um we we had been trying to get pregnant for a, a little bit mm -hmm. you know you hear stories about people trying for years and, and really we hadn't it'd been mm -hmm. several months and and our family we had a desire to to foster and adopt mm -hmm. uh and so we got on that train before we even got pregnant and we uh, so we had gone through all the foster care training and the months of home studies and stuff like that. And so we had just finished up our foster care. It was like the last week hmm. and we found out we were pregnant, uh, with, with our first baby. Uh, and so it was just like, oh, praise God, you know, like we're gonna, we're gonna put this foster care thing on, on hold. 
and uh, wait to, you know, you know, have this baby. And mm -hmm. then, uh, and then we ended up, I think she was, gosh, she was only, I think she was like 10 weeks along the first, with the first baby, mm -hmm. eight, eight to 10 weeks. I can't remember exactly. Um, and we lost, we lost that baby. And then, uh, we ended up, you know, getting pregnant again, uh, you know, just a few months later, mm -hmm. uh, and then lost that baby at five weeks. Mm. And then we really wrestled, uh, with getting back into foster care, but, but walking through a miscarriage, um, I mean, it probably needs its own episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, there's so much that goes that as a man, I was, I was, I was unequipped to be there for her, especially with that first baby. Mm -hmm. Um, there's just a lot of mental, emotional things physical things too mm -hmm. that are going mm -hmm. on that it's just I, I think the best thing and, and by the grace of God I think the best thing I could do was just be there yeah and and that's 90% of it yeah there's nothing that you can say mm -hmm. to a woman who's just lost a baby yeah there's nothing you can say to a family you know like people that wanted to come alongside of us and you know with all the best intentions say the right things yeah. but I mean we, some of those things were so hurtful and, and people were trying to yeah. be so kind. Um, but at the end of the day, um, just be there. Well, I think that you make a really, really good point there. And that's one thing, you know, how old are you? 34. Okay. So I'm 43 and just in, just in life, like we talk about, like you're just going to get hit, you know, you're going to get zinged. And, and bad things are going to happen. Adversity and tragedy is going to happen. Yeah. And um, one of the biggest lessons that I've learned is just to listen. Yeah, dude. Like you said, just being a pre just just your physical presence. Mm -hmm. um, I'm man, a, a fix-it kind of guy, too. And there was Well, I think that, I mean, I you talk do. about, like, men, I think men are kind of hardwired to to want to, like, I want to, I got to troubleshoot and, um, I can fix this and I got it and I don't need to look at the instruction manual and I, yeah. you know, I don't need to ask for help. Uh, yeah. I, I do it myself yeah. and just, uh, man, I think there's such a powerful lesson in this of, of just being present and mm -hmm. listening. Like, and I mean, you don't stay married two years five years, 13 years, 20 years, 20, yeah. if, if, if you don't eventually start to embrace that, yeah, like 100%. just, yeah, just being, just being present and just listening authentically. Yeah. Um, it, it reminds me, I still me, struggle with that, dude, I do too. And cause everybody's always listening, thinking in your own head of what yeah. to say. Yeah. And sometimes it's just like, you don't, you don't need to say anything, bro. Absolutely. Um, and it's something that we've taken into our family. There's there's a kids book that we got for mm -hmm. our. Have, have you heard of this book called The Rabbit Listened? No. It's that sounds amazing. It's amazing. It's Corey Deerfield or something like that as the yeah. author. But it's a children's book that literally brought my wife and brought me to my knees. Like, yeah. It's there's this kid who builds a block tower. It gets knocked down by some crazy birds, mm. and then all these animals come by the elephant 
like we can rebuild it. Let's just remember how it was. And then, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. another another a hyena come mm-hmm. by and like, let's just laugh about it. An ostrich come by. Let, let's just bury our head in the sand and forget it ever existed. Wow. And then at the, the all those animals come through and the kids is like, no, I don't want to do that. No, I don't want to scream about it. I don't want to, I don't want to try to fix it. I don't want to try to redo it. I just, and then what happens is the rabbit shows up mm-hmm. and he just like slips in and he just is there hmm. and he just like kind of slowly moves toward and he doesn't go away and he listens and the kid eventually screams about it and the kid eventually tries to build it yeah. again and he tries to knock it down for, like try to knock somebody else's down and mm. he and it's like the rabbit through it all the rabbit listened yeah and then when the kid was ready to build it again he was the rabbit was there and it's just it's such a good lesson so we take that what we went through you know almost 10 years ago yeah and now my six-year-old daughter yeah comes home and she was like at kindergarten she was like you know one of my friends grandma died mm-hmm. and i was the rabbit like mm-hmm. all wow. my friends in kindergarten wow. you know yeah. like i was all my friends wanted to like do other things but see there's a big sad. lesson in there man because we are those we are that six-year-old kid like at yeah. the end of the day, I yeah. tell my coaches all the time, like you don't have to like try to sound smart to adults. Like just the same cues that work for a six-year-old kid are gonna work with a six-year-old man. Yeah, right. Like right. because it, yeah, it's a it's it's just about yeah that spirit thing. that yeah. spirit behind it. That's why these kids' books, man, are so powerful when we when we open them up and just like go back to those foundational principles and lessons. Yes, um, that's awesome. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, man, that that so that season of life was really formative. And, yeah, and so to kind of keep going, we we ended up fostering a couple boys. Immediately, got pregnant again, right after we fostered them. Uh, they were one was a newborn, and one was uh, like ten months old. They were like ten months apart, mm-hmm. siblings. And we got pregnant and had a baby ten months later. Wow! So we had three kids under two for. Like and we were brand new parents, like for the first time. I don't wish that juju on nobody. (laughs) (laughs) Like trial by fire, dude. It was. Oh my gosh, our house was insane. That was like one of my one of my buddies uh, here at the gym. He they uh, they they got pregnant, so they they already had you know, a, a teenager essentially. And then they, they got pregnant and had twins. And I was like, oh man, <laughs> y'all about to go through it. <laughs> like that is, that's going to be, that's, that's I can sure that came with its own trials. And Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. No, yeah. but I mean, I'm, I'm really fortunate. I'll probably talk about it a lot as we get to know each other. Cause yeah. I, hands down, Caitlin is the best thing about me. Yeah. It's like, I don't have anything like, she is the reason, like, I think the other thing that, that like, one of the heavy weights that we, ca- you know, we carry and, and I carry is we have a, a four-year-old that has a disability. She has a really rare genetic disorder. And so. Um, what What is it? Um, it's called alternating hemiplegia of childhood. Hmm. And so it's it's an ultra rare neurological degenerative disorder. And wow. so she. Uh, the name is kind of weird, but yeah, like it's yeah. a it's a genetic disorder. She'll she'll have it her entire life, mm-hmm. um, and so we just call it AHC. All right. So this was like a fundraiser shirt that the the foundation um, put on. Uh, but 
so she has bouts of like episodes of paralysis dystonia oh my goodness um what is dystonia dystonia is like the stiff you should know this better than i do right like the I've, stiffening. it's been a while yeah they Since, like like i've like uncontro- gone through lots of these medical <laughs> like terms this is so where i need like some of them i know immediately and yeah. then some of them like dystonia i'm like what is what is that i've so, learned everything through caitlin like rigidity yes yeah yeah, yeah. so dystonia is yeah the rigidity like the uncontrollable contraction of your oh, muscles wow. so like those I, I hate that for because like imagine just like flexing like as um, hard as you can yeah and like not being able to stop yeah. like it's painful yeah um you know thankfully her episodes with caitlin being home and, and being so attentive mm-hmm. um her episodes are pretty short typically uh she has bouts of paralysis throughout the day that's really kind of a wild thing <laughs> like people like we'll be at church and she'll be like paralyzed like we're holding her and somebody will walk by and be like oh she looks sleepy and like no she's paralyzed oh my and gosh, they'll be like dude. what <laughs> like well you know that's yeah. but her her episodes like her paralysis that'll last like five minutes ten minutes and then she'll she'll be able to move again um which is crazy like it's so normal to me mm-hmm. but when i say that to people they're like oh like yeah i think it's hard like the empathy piece of like yeah. you know you you can hear it and and nod yeah. but like to actually yeah. like think about what what that would be like yeah. day in and day out man dude she's like the, she's just i would say next to her mom that's like the strongest person i've ever met like how, how old is Landry? She, she's four now. She'll wow, be, man. yeah, she's turned four in March. And so, um, man, the, we have a, Caitlin built a website, explains everything way better than I possibly could. And, and an what, Instagram what is it's called forlandry.com. Okay. okay. So check it out. Um, we'll share it around and I stuff will. like that. Yeah. I was talking to Brian about doing like a, a workout fundraiser thing sometime like you yeah. guys are doing. You know, and I think, I think like the biggest thing, like I've always said, um, with like fundraising workouts and like trying to do these like initiatives, like if people don't understand and Mm -hmm. don't know, Mm -hmm. like if it doesn't strike a chord and resonate, it's just, there's just, there's so now like kind of the, the backside of, of social media and technology is like, you just, you hear it, we get desensitized yes. to like 100% because you're hearing you're hearing people's problems and and the yeah. struggles but to humanize it is mm. where where it's at yeah. and i believe um i believe that's a big part yeah. of of really manning up and yeah. being being a, um, a a a true man and a true woman yeah. is like you said not being the ostrich that buries its head in the sand or runs from runs from the adversity but like man it's like you grow yeah. through the just the human humanization yeah. of of yeah. life and being being present for people dude 100 percent. and yeah. and i think one of the things that i want to grow in and through this i, I think i can't my wife caitlin's a, an amazing advocate for landry and for raising fun and i want to i want to try to keep up with her and mm-hmm. so i want to advocate for landry i want to advocate for kids that have ahc raise awareness there's so much good going on and 
uh, as far as research for a cure, and like, mm. there's so much promise right now. Is there any what's the what's speaking. the the tr like I guess treatment or is there anything that like right now? It's just management of symptoms, and so because it's it's neurologically degenerative when she has like a, a full-on bad episode mm -hmm. it, they can look like seizures yeah. um a lot of kids with ahc do have seizures like an epilepsy diagnosis as well and so yeah. it's really hard on their brain uh, yeah. and it's degenerative and so we mm. do everything we can to uh, so her episodes are usually brought on by like um sudden change like uh like yeah. you were saying like uh like being startled uh, going from a, a warm environment to a cold environment, mm -hmm. loud noise, uh, cold water, like things like that. And that overwhelming yeah. uh, sensation that you and I can, like our bodies can process, her body can't. Yeah. Uh, and there's a, we can probably get into this later, there's like, there's a cellular explanation for that. Yes. Uh, but essentially her body, when it gets startled or overwhelmed, yeah things cells start shutting down i mean it's like to the like yeah. the visual i have is like because we were my son and i were just in milwaukee for basketball so we were on a long road trip but it, yeah. it 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 the visual i get immediately is like going 90 miles an hour down the highway and just like throwing your transmission in reverse yeah. and it's like yep you, you like you can't just like hard pivot <laughs> that quickly no yeah yeah you know? yeah so her her cells don't a lot like essentially allow her to do that Mm -hmm. And and so then we start to see symptoms and then and so we typically, you know, avoid like so. So one thing that's that's big for us is church. Right. Like uh, I was on staff at church and uh, a church here in town, um, no longer there. But even going to church is a, is a really hard uh, mm -hmm. because most all churches have significant like worship sets now. Yeah. And even in the kids area. And so that can be that sensory, a, oh, that sensory yeah. overload yeah. can send her reeling and, and that can last five minutes, 10 minutes. It can last a day. Like we can see the effect of it the next day sometimes. And so, um, and, and it's, it's just wild. And it's something that I never, ever imagined us going through yeah. as a family, but it's really become something that's define defining our yeah. family right like well, and to kind of like to bottom line it like what what do you feel is like the biggest lesson that you and caitlin have learned through the miscarriages through um the this diagnosis with landry what what's like the biggest lesson um or what's the advice that you would have for 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 men or women or couples uh, that that have gone through that um, man, that's a, that's a great question. Two different questions, but you can yeah. answer one or both. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think the biggest lesson I've learned, um, is how to be present, mm. um, and appreciate what we have now mm. because at any second it's, it's, it's different. It's changed. It could go away. Uh, and then the other thing that I've learned through watching Caitlin wrestle with God. Mm. Uh, mm. Really, there was, we've gone, you know, through the valley and, 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 and beyond sometimes. And beyond, just, just in the shadows, you yeah. know, and, and to, to, uh, to live in a way 
like like you and I, we I'm a builder. Like I like starting businesses. I like having a goal. I like achieving. Like that is me. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to live into that and I feel full when I'm doing that. And then I come home to a wife who's teaching me that if tonight Jesus comes back, that's the best thing that could happen. Yeah. And and so we we it keeps everything in perspective. And for mm-hmm. me, for a lot of years, perspective has been the thing. Uh, but I think that perspective of it doesn't matter. Like what we're doing this side of eternity, if we do it in a way that honors God, yeah. that's what matters. It's not the end goal. It's not even the the steps or the, the buildings that we have or the, the things that we accumulate. That's become our credo. Mm. I've got it printed on my, my weight vest, this come what may, mm. is that no matter, no matter what happens, we're going to continue to live in a way that honors God because we know that if tomorrow he's here, mm-hmm. we're going to hear that well done, good and faithful servant. Yeah. Landry's going to be healed. Yeah. That's what we look forward to. I think dealing with trauma, dealing with adversity that, you know, uh, there's there's the adversity that, like, you bring upon yourself, and there's the adversity that sometimes just finds you just because you're, like, on this 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 planet that's rocketing through the universe and circling the sun. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just life Broken. is going to happen to you. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, I think that, that through both of our stories, y- you do learn to like you said, be present. And one thing that I really think that, that realizing that something can change so quickly changes your perception of how, how uh, you just don't want to live with regret Yeah. because you, you know, like I think all the time that like final, you know, I remember when I was a kid and I was being a, you know, a little punk to my mom or whatever, like I would get out of the car and she'd be like, you never know, I could get in a car accident and die. And like, I mean, that's kind of morbid, but it's the truth, right? Like, I mean, she would, she would say that to me and I was like, I don't care. But then I would be like in sitting in school, like, oh my gosh, what if something happens to her? Like, you know, and like, and I wrestled with that, I think when I was really little, but then that happens. As you as you live year after year after year, you get get to be a teenager, an adult. I just had one of my one of my clients, man. One of my clients just messaged me this. Um, you know, he's a he's a he's a high school kid, and um, one of his friends was just killed in a car accident here recently. And he just said, man, he he texted me. We were on our way back from Milwaukee. We're driving on this road trip, and he's just like, hey, man, um, can I can I get some advice from you like I'm dealing with something that I've never dealt with and this this young this young boy's first first at bat with tragedy yeah and um you know just to your point like I did my best to just listen and then I said I I said uh I told him you know what I don't I don't have like you never know like the right thing to say yeah so I don't want to do that but I'm like let's just pray together like, can I pray with you? And I, I'll tell you, man, some of the most powerful moments that, I, that I've had are just simply not only being there and being present, but then inviting the Holy Spirit, inviting God into the situation. And then, you know, I've talked to men in the past that are like, I, I feel like that's just kind of awkward. Like, that's not a thing with me and my son. That's not a thing with me and my daughter. That's not a thing with me and my wife. I'm like, 
Make it a thing. Like, get, get over the awkwardness of it. You have to be willing. You only grow when you're uncomfortable. So, like, you know, I mean. We were talking about that, I think, day two. Yeah, and a willingness, a, you, you, that's courage. You want to be a heavyweight? You want to be a contender? Like, step up. It's man, hurt. man up, be, be willing, woman up. Like, seriously, be willing to, like, take initiative, you know, and, and, and step to the plate and name, be like. Name one heavyweight boxing, whatever you, whoever you're thinking of right now, mm-hmm. that's never been punched in the mouth. 100%. Yeah. You can't do it. Yeah. I've always, I've always kind of lived like that as well. I've always had that, that, that idea of, like, I'm not, gonna, I'm not trying to teach my kids to not fall down. Yeah. I'm teaching them to always get their ass back up. Yeah. Like you're like get back up, yeah. like stay in the fight. Yeah, you know. Yeah, my uh, my soccer coach growing up, I, he told me something that was, this is, a horrible reference, but it's it's stuck with me, and it's <laughs> like, uh, sometimes life's gonna hand you a, a shit sandwich, mm-hmm. and you just gotta take a bite. <laughs> like that's all you get. Yeah, take a bite and move on. Yeah, you know what I mean, and uh, and that's that's really oversimplifying it but yeah. you know what i mean yeah like, and 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 i think but there is there is something to that because we're all going to get handed that at some yeah. point you know what i mean whether you like it or not whether it's adversity that you bring upon yourself or that just hits you yeah we're all going to run into that and yeah um it's like just a willingness to grow and learn and and like we've we've all talked about like not it's not it's not the absence of the mistake. It's just not letting the mistake like own you. Yeah. And, and you don't yeah. want to like carry that forward or the tragedy. So if we're going to, if we're going to define it, like define a man that is a heavyweight or mm. define heavyweight in, in your words. To me, the, the marker of a man who is a heavyweight is, is one who is confident, not just self-confident, but God-confident, mm. um, yet humble. It's the lion and the lamb. It's a, it's a willingness to, to be held accountable. It's a willingness to hold others accountable. And like we said at the beginning, like I don't have that figured out, but there's, there's nothing like the freedom of knowing that you're doing that. And I, I can honestly say that I, I've, I truly have, at this place in my life, um, I am still have this desire to grow and stay humble and stay you know, on my path and my journey that God's called me to. But I also feel like at 43, that, that God has prepared me for a time such as this to uh, step up to the mic, step up to the plate, and, and have a, a confidence within myself that I know flows through me uh, to, to share his truth and my truth and um, do it with a boldness. And that's a heavy weight to me. Yeah, so, yeah. What about you? What do you, what do you say? Dude, I, how, how, how do you characterize a, a heavyweight? I feel so good about what you just said because I feel like I had this vision of a heavyweight and trying to figure that out. It's been cloudy and I think you cleared it up like uh, a heavyweight is a is a man that um, isn't here for himself Mm. but he's here for a purpose Mm -hmm. and he's leaning into that Mm -hmm. no matter what it takes Mm. 
and he's he's willing to do what we talked about. He's willing to do the reps when nobody's looking, mm-hmm. right? He's mm-hmm. he's really he's <laughs> to, I'm a girl dad, right? So he's willing to Frozen Two, my one of my favorite kid movies. <laughs> uh, he's always gonna do the next right thing. Yeah, there's that scene in Frozen Two that where. This is terrible. I know this so well. There's that scene in Frozen 2 where Anna is in a cave with Olaf and he, like, dies, vanishes, yeah, yeah. right? Like, Elsa, every all hope is gone, right? Like, she, Elsa's probably dead. Hmm. And she's alone. And that song comes on and is like, I'm just going to do the next right thing. And she does. She takes one step, one foot in front of the other. Just do, take the next right step. Hmm. And And so that's... The man that's willing to do that, regardless of whether he's getting punched in the mouth, whether this tragedy is befalling him, he's like, I'm going to continue to lean into my God-given priorities. Hmm. And I'm going to continue to put those things first, even when it hurts sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love it. Well, I'm excited, man. I'm excited that we're having these conversations. I'm excited to have more of them. And, uh, Appreciate everybody that's that's tuning in, and uh, hopefully yeah. we can have some more impactful talks. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm excited you. to have more conversations with you for sure, <laughs> and then bring on some other people too. Absolutely. That are Absolutely. that are actual that are heavyweights in my eyes. You know, yeah. I got a ton of guys. I know. I met a bunch of guys here already. Everybody's got a story to tell. That's yeah. like the biggest thing that I've realized. Everybody's got a story to tell, and everybody's on a journey. And uh, I don't I don't think any one man's or one individual's one woman's uh, you know, it's just like, that's, that's the thing that we look at in the gym space here yeah. is like, everybody's on their journey and like no one place in that is better or worse than anybody else. Absolutely. It's just where you're at. Yeah. You got to be able to own where you're at. Like yeah. you can't come into the gym and be like high school athlete, Jeremy, college athlete, Jeremy, or like, you know, like professional athlete, Jeremy, I just got to be like 43 year old Jeremy. This is what I am now. Yeah. And I'm going to give the full measure mm-hmm. of, of what I have to give now. Yeah, That's I a think, stewardship principle. I think the more people, like, we can expose your journey and expose what you've learned, hmm. what I've learned, yeah. what other guys have learned, yeah. other women. We'll, I, we'll have other women on. I think we have your our wives I was going to say, man, sure. I think that perspective is going to be phenomenal. So. 100%. I'm so excited. We, the more perspectives we open up, the more people, like, we can learn from it. Everybody else can learn from it. And, like, we can stay humble and understand that. We always have room to grow and yeah. and and we will. So yeah. I'm really excited.